CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Podcast Sunday night, week seven in the National Football League. The four horsemen are all here, and I know you're waiting for your football talk. We will get to that momentarily, but I will allow the three surface level clowns that join me on this podcast, <laughs> Jason, Will, and Pete, to take a victory lap as my New York Yankees eliminated last me, night in the postseason. Not me. I was. Nah, yeah, me. but you revel in my misery just nah. as much as everyone else does. So go ahead. <laughs> Dance on the I'll old the grave. To the, I'll lend the floor to the honorable Mr. Lockenfora here. Jason, the floor is yours. Frisco, he's got his 1927 Murderer's Row Bronx Bombers ticket uh, <laughs> stuff from the first time he saw the Yankees play, doesn't he? I mean, I thought I thought he was America's oldest Yankees fan. You still don't uh, you still got your first sandwich from Boog's Pal, and you made it into a special honorary uh, exhibit in your home, Boog Pal's Deli or whatever that is out in right field there at Camden Yards. What is it, Boog Pal Barbecue? All the nonsensical things you've said, you may have just topped yourself. No, Boog. <laughs> don't you? Don't you've never eaten at Boog Pal Barbecue in right field? I do, but what do you mean I have one in my house? Because you, what are you every, you worship the Orioles, and we see like Nick. Nick made a good point today, by the way, Jason. Yeah, Jason. Like you can't tweet me things yeah, like grow yeah, up when, yeah. when you rage tweet you the rage Orioles in, from April through in April, April twenty ninth. You're complaining about a week, uh, second week loss. You're the you're the biggest he, baby on Twitter when it comes to baseball theories. Well, I, I do that mo- mainly for fun. But, yes, the Yankees did not get screwed. The Astros were the better team. But go ahead and, and, and gloat because you won our bet, Jason. Go well, ahead. You, you you left out the most important horseman, the fifth horseman, who's actually a dogman, <laughs> but we can call him a horseman. <laughs> Copper the Crapper. Dude, what, I, do we have the audio tape? Like, uh, what, what exactly is supposed to go down? Well, Eric, our producer, our intrepid producer, not here at the moment, but basically the bet is I have to send you my Gary Sanchez jersey, and um, and, and Copper's going to take a crap in it, basically. That's exactly what's going to And then I just take happen. a picture of it and send it to you? Like, I'm just, I couldn't remember uh, something you that use... happened with the photographic Well, evidence. you just, just like, you wrap use... it up so no poop's showing and take a picture and tweet it. Can we get you away with that? You the Gary no? Sanchez jersey. As right, a so I'm bag. Going to buy in the bag with it. I know that. He spent $30 on that jersey. I think we did we make a determination as to whether it was in just really poor taste to tweet it like I don't think I could tweet it I think I just have to text it okay so well, whatever I, think, I mean I, bottom well, line here, here I'm, would, I'm losing a workout shirt so here would be my suggestion you use it to pick up the poo make sure right. no poo is showing and take a get somebody to take a picture of you and copper holding the jersey and just grinning like, like a, a fool and, and people will know yeah, people will and after. All yeah. right, so the, the, Gary, the phone, the, the phone, like the camera on my phone is all screwed up. Oh, you'll find so a way to get to it do done. It, you got nineteen people living in your house. You'll be able to figure it out. You can take a good picture of it. Hey, by we'll the way, Ryan Wilson down there and do a uh, professional. Sanchez is <laughs> half check swing on three and zero. With the... I should, you know what? I should hire a professional photographer. That would be awesome. <laughs> you know what? So, so listen, I just have to text you. Then I just have to text yeah. you my address. Listen, I I am I am an upstanding member of the human race. Jason, congratulations, you won the bet i will pay up then that is uh that's all there is to say about that congratulations to my new york yankees on a great season Thank Let, you. let's talk some nfl copper football yes and, and and good for copper just make sure you don't leave the front door open because i heard it's busy on your street on uh, on mondays um let's go to, let's go from the yankees of major league baseball to the yankees of the national football league will the cowboys coming off the bye 
Ezekiel Elliott still running. What an impressive win for Dallas. They kill the Niners 40-10. to 10. Yeah, just so he can't point it out, I'll point it out myself. Pete has Zeke Elliott on his fantasy team, and he ran through me like that. I destroyed you. Ran through me like that ribeye is going to run through copper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, Zeke Zeke looked great. The 49ers looked punchless. They were a super contest pick. That was stupid. They're a terrible team. In the crevasse. The Cowboys established their dominance. Dak was fantastic. Dez was fantastic. This is a needed win for the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. Coming out of the bye, two and three. You gotta go out and beat a bad team on the road. A team that had been frisky had been covering a bunch of games. And I think that this really helps their mojo moving forward. And look, they might be in a, a, a situation here where in a league with a bunch of bad teams, they get this offense rolling like this. They start looking like this on a weekly basis and they can really make a run at the, at the Eagles in the NFC East because the, you know, there's aren't a ton of good teams and the Cowboys have a great offense. Guys, on the Cowboys. They lost a kicker. I think that'll hurt. And How about Jeff Heath, by the way? Props about. to Jeff Heath banging in a couple extra points, the backup kicker, the safety. Yeah, that looked good. He should get an extra little something-something his paycheck this week. And, look, the defense against that atrocious offense and C.J. Beathard, like, I, I just I need to see them play balanced football against somebody other than one of the only two winless teams in the league before I go on a crusade for them like Bobby Brinson. That's just me. Well, Pete, just Pete's going to go on the crusade for the Cowboys defense because he was impressed you guys by them know why, Pete, You guys know why Will is all hot on the Cowboys right now, right? Oh, because everyone wants no, to like, click on them. Comscore, comscore, comscore. Clickbait. Anything you type Cowboys or Steelers gets a million clicks because their fans can't get enough. Right, of Do course. You know, it's, it's, uh, they actually have a, we actually have a discussion in, in, in our instant messenger client, um, it's called. Uh, it's like, hey, should we get something on this? It's Cowboys related. It's like Cowboys flowchart. Cowboys flowchart. Is it Cowboys? Yes, write it up. If it's Cowboys, you write it up because it does good. Com score, com score, com score, com score, com score. Hey, by the way, their defense. The one thing we had questions about, and I know the 49ers aren't good, but the one thing we had questions about the Cowboys is could they rush the passer? And they had five sacks today, and they got after the quarterback, and it was five different guys. Jalen Smith actually got one on a blitz, but they got after the quarterback. Demarcus Lawrence is playing at a high level. If they continue to rush the passer like that, they're they're back to where they were, and they're going to again be in the mix again to be a Super Bowl team. You and you do you think this team's going to be able to get really back on track here? Now back at five hundred at three and three moving forward, is this a team in your eyes, Pete, that's going to make the playoffs in the NFC? Yes, I didn't think so at first. But, yes, to answer your question, I think they will make the playoffs. And Dak Prescott's grown up as a quarterback. He's so good. I mean, it, in last year, everybody rushed to judgment and, and, and anointed him as the next great thing, and he was doing things differently. But this year, he stands in the pocket, spins his head, goes through his reads, and you know what you can tell when you watch him? The kid works at it. He's a film junkie. You can just tell by the way you watch him play. I think the Cowboys are getting better. They're one of those teams. Right now, they're going to start hitting their stride, I think. You guys agree, Cowboys, to the playoffs at this point? Is this a playoff team in your eyes? No. No. At the bye, nobody was doing this. You guys get carried away with three hours against a horrible team at a stadium that nobody goes to. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would pump the brakes on the – I mean, look, anybody can get hot and win a few games. I think the bigger concern for me when it comes to the Cowboys is that we don't know what Zeke Elliott's status is going to be. If they get that hearing pushed back, I mean, you play week, a lawyer on TV. What do you think is going to happen, Bobby? I think I think he's going to play the season, but it's possible that they don't grant him the injunction. The, the issue is that you, in, without getting too deep into it, you can't say the NFL is not going to be irreparably harmed if he if he doesn't miss games. Zeke Elliott will be irreparably harmed if he misses games and he ends up winning. Now, I don't think he'll end up winning. I think he'll end up serving it. I wouldn't be stunned if they figure out a way to do a uh, some sort of settlement. Just go two games, Ooh, everybody move on. Funny. 
You don't think so? That would stop me. No, There's no chance. The NFL, no, the the NFL not, will dump the their heels in at this yeah, point. Yeah, the league will not do that. No, no way. No way. But but there is always a chance that the courts play it out and let him play the entire season, and then he does it next year. Geez, you'd think with all like the high-powered labor lawyers Bobby talks to, he would he would have known that in advance. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? Well, I mean, they can settle. You, you know, they can settle. They can settle without Pete and Jason's permission. Right? You know that, right? like, the NFL's the not going to settle. The, the NFL's Round not going to settle. There's no chance the NFL's settling that. They've already. There's already been talk that they said no, no way, they're not settling on it. All right. So. Well, the reason they won't settle is because they can't find a number that works for both sides. The NFL either. Well, looks the number six. They... That's the number, right? Like right. the NFL's they're, they're not going to They're going to win it eventually. It's just a matter of how long they want to push it out. And I think that the, that the court is basically going to say, look, we'll do the injunction. We'll sort all this out after the season. But if for some reason they don't and Zeke has to spend six games on the sideline starting this week or starting next week, that dampens the Cowboys' playoff hopes. It definitely does. It does, for sure. But, uh, I mean, nobody knows for sure what's going to happen. Every week they say he's going to get suspended and serve it. And every week they push it off, push it off, push it off. And, and to Jason's point, too, when we talk about this Cowboys defense, they've beaten up on the, the Giants who had a bad offensive line that first week of the season, and they beat up on the 49ers. Those are two teams with one win combined. Yeah. I mean, so maybe that's – Yeah, but you can know. go around the league and do that to every team, beats up on bad te- bad offensive lines. Come on. Not, not, no, no, those, are, those are two of the three worst teams in football, Pete. It's hard, to, hard, to one win, hard, hard to disagree with him. Hard no, to disagree I know. with him. They're bad teams. Let's, uh, let's stay in the NFC and uh, two playoff contenders there, one of which, as I pat myself on the back, my New Orleans Saints, winners of four in a row, go into Green Bay, beat the Brett Hundley-led Green Bay Packers. Let's get impressions of this game. Jason, we'll give you first word here. Saints and Packers go in any direction you want, either team. Um, Look, I like the physicality of the Saints' run game. Mar and... and, and mm-hmm. uh, and Ingram, like what they were able to do was a one-two punch. Breeze threw two kicks, forcing balls early in the game, and, and was able to bounce back. Because you know why? Because they didn't they didn't punish him for that. Because it wasn't Aaron Rodgers taking over in the red zone, or whatever. It was it was Hundley. He's doing some fine things and whatever. He'll be okay, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. So, I, look, I wrote a column last week. I just happened saying the teams I thought that would benefit the most from the injury to Aaron Rodgers were the Saints, who got him this week and the Lions, who get him twice in eight weeks while Rodgers is out. And that could end up being the difference in one, you know, those teams getting in as wild cards or whatever. Or, you know, the Saints, hell, could win that division at this point because Carolina is an absolute. I mean, they're, yes. they're Carolina. My that Saints. Tiger right there, man. So, yeah, the Saints have, I think the Saints have an inside track. Well, this is the portion of the show where you say, Nick, you were right. I was horribly wrong. Nick, you were right. You picked the Saints to win this game, to cover in this game. You knew from the outset that the no, he didn't. Saints, no, he's being no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He had the Packers as one of his. He's picking. He's picking. Yeah. By the way, by the way, did you guys see? I went one little aside here. The guy sent us a tweet. Said, right now, you guys are now a combined one in thirteen with your contest pick. You've got the one. I got the one. We are awful. Bad, Nick. That means that means you went zero five, Brinson. Yeah, I had all underdogs and all. all he went into the, he went into he went into the crevasse and the, the crevasse spit him out so, of the Sarlacc pit. So like, I thought bit. I was on the right side of the Packers bet the whole time. We did too. I you mean, I, they should have covered. I don't regret that pick. I don't regret the Packers. I, I don't either. And they, they, they could have won. I think. I think you have to worry though if you're the Packers and you're playing against the Saints defense. I know you had a short window per, to prepare, but they hid Brett Hundley. I mean, they did whatever they could to hide him. He didn't look functional. Like he did not look yeah, good. That, in this well, they game. didn't even a, let him though. Go ahead, Will. Well, that's just a problem, though, Pete. Like, if, I agree. If, if he's got, if you got three years of training under Mike McCarthy, 
and you're supposed to be the heir apparent or, or at least the, the backup that can, you know, stabilize the ship and you get thrown in against the Saints defense that has traditionally been pretty poor, but it's very much improved this year. You can't, you can't just be hidden. You, you gotta, I mean, you gotta, I'm with you. you gotta be able to rise up a little bit. And, and I think that's a, that's a big concern. It's a curse in the NFL when they do that to a quarterback because he has no chance to succeed. I'm, I'm with you. Let him go play the game. Don't, don't, don't put him in obvious passing situations. Don't try and well, protect him because all you're doing is making it more, more exposure for him. But like at some point they've got to unleash him, right? Because Aaron, yes. Aaron Jones, well, go ahead, go they ahead. They unleashed Jay. him in the fourth quarter and he overthrew somebody by five yards for an interception. I mean, like, but then he was, throw. but then he's in press time. He's in press time. You're not managing the game anymore. You're pressing. You got to let him play that way early in the game and let him play his game and not put him in, obvi- in, in obvious passing situations and ask him to manage the game. You got to let him play. Because for what it's worth, this defense played pretty well. And Aaron Jones played very well in this game, too. All right. that was missing was a competent quarterback, someone to throw the football. So Correct. I, I don't know about the Packers moving forward here at 4-3. and three. The Vikings won. We'll talk about them coming up in a little bit to get if to you're ranking, If you're ranking the NFC North right now, Minnesota, how do right? you rank and Pete? I would go Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. I don't know if the Bears are that far behind, man. The Bears might be frisky. You're right. That's how I'd rank them exactly the way you ranked them. And, and look, not a one of those teams as constructed right now because Aaron Rodgers is in the lineup is, is, is Super Bowl good in my mind. I don't, I don't see that from any of them. Let, let's take this then to that Chicago Carolina game, Pete. Just a, what the hell, what happened to the Carolina Panthers on offense? Their offensive line is awful. I mean, it's a disaster. Like how many Khalils are there on the side? Like how many what? Khalils does it take to keep Tam Newton upright? Apparently, uh, it could take a hundred and they yeah, still wouldn't get it done. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen old Steve Khalil? This is my yes. My Will, Will, for those of you, since this is an audio medium, this is a great part of the show. As Will is holding up on Skype a picture of uh, it looks like Santa Claus uh, in a Carolina it's a, Panthers uh, Carolina version. Panthers garden gnome. Eric K had to send it to me because <laughs> the Panthers beat the Redskins one year. I, I was going to send him a Redskins garden gnome. Yeah, Redskins but not one. only that. Okay, you talk about Khalil and left tackle and the right tackle is not playing very well. But Trey Turner, who's a Pro Bowler, isn't playing very well. And they're they he got hurt. hurt. He, yeah. he's missing in the second half. I know, but he wasn't playing well going into the week. Yeah, he. Playing well going the first last three weeks, he's been bad. So to me, that line it leads to a lot of pressure. Can't it run leads the to, ball. It can't run the ball. It leads to camp pressing, tip ball, turnovers, and then all of a sudden they're in the jar and they don't have their defensive leader in in Keekly. Right now, I, I said this on our show earlier. They're in a survival test next week at Tampa Bay. That for might both be an elimin- not an el- a real elimination. Almost though. Almost. I'd like to point out too that in this game, I mean, this game is weird when you start digging into the box score. First of all. Uh, Trubisky eight times yeah, since, <laughs> with eight times since 2000, there's been an NFL team that attempted less than 10 passes and still won the game. The last one was in 2011, uh, year of our Lord, year of Tim Tebow, Pete's Lord, Tim Tebow. <laughs> and, uh, they, the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Now, of course, you'll remember the, the 2011 different Broncos were coached by John Fox, John Fox. Right. Of the eight games that this has occurred since 2000, John Fox has three of them. Three of them. That is insane. Well, that's How his, that's his nirvana. That's heaven for him. He thinks that's the way to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a John Fox, like, porn dreamscape. He's just like, no passing for <laughs> like, losing. Like, but Trubisky, four of seven, two defensive touchdowns still win so, the game. So, so, yeah. yeah, so Trubisky, I mean, Trubisky had four completions. The Bears had five first downs in the game. And one, and and one by 14. Yeah, and they won, and they won 17-8. The Panthers, the, the Bears defense in Chicago, for whatever reason, plays pretty well and play, has, has, has played well against the Steelers, played well against the Panthers, played well against the Falcons. They're a good team at home, a frisky little home dog. Should have taken them in the contest, but I'm a moron. And, uh, and I think the Panthers, they have offensive line problems. They have a running game problem. 
and they can't get their offense going the way they want to, and Mike Shula might be terrible. The quarterback's going to get hurt, too. I mean, the only mm-hmm. way they do move the ball is when he's out there like a point guard in space carrying it. Here's the, here's, here's the reality for them. Okay, they played the Lions and the, and the Patriots those two weeks. They scored, what, 30-something points and 28 points. They produced seven offensive touchdowns in those two games. They've got five offensive touchdowns in their five other games combined. Wow. They've gone tw- two times this year they haven't scored other than field goals. I mean, they don't have an identity. They don't really have a, a go-to option. Um, you know, you get those shots of Greg Olson sitting up in the suite every week. That's doing them no favors. They're they're not very good. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're, they're not a very good football team. And and I they even you know they had a couple good weeks on offense against two teams that are horrible on defense when they ran their quarterback into the ground. But that's not sustainable over seventeen weeks. And there's a bunch of quarterbacks. If you're talking about offensive lines already, like Flacco, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton. I was just talking to an NFL executive before you guys called. Like you you could almost start putting targets on some of these guys. The horrible offensive line play is now to the point where it's literally getting guys hurt. Like, you're seeing kill shot after kill shot. And, and Cam, I know, is Superman, and he's built like an ox, but he's going to go down at some point. It's, it's just too much. Eli's another one. I don't want to do a disservice to Bears fans. We have a lot of great Bears fans that listen to the podcast. Is, is John Fox kind of in the process of saving his job here? I think we all felt yeah. before the season that like he might yeah. be on the way. They're, they're, they're three and four right now. Yeah, they really, got to they, they, get to seven. Though. Well, Jason, you've said this a couple times. Okay. They really should have won in week one, and who knows? Maybe Glennon would no, still be starting. But this is a team that's performed well given expectations, right? No, they're they're playing hard, but I I don't think it's sustainable there. You're going to have to reach a point where do you let him coach out of lame duck year? Or do you give him an extension? Ryan Pace has a few tricks up his sleeve. I think it may be enough to save Ryan Pace's job. And I, I think the coach is probably the guy who gets pushed out. I mean, I don't know. This team's this team's playing pretty hard. Three and four right now. I, I've been pretty impressed with what I've seen from from well, the Bears. And and don't sleep on the fact that like they got this. They're going to play at the Saints next week. They're probably going to get blasted at the Saints, and that's fine. But then they get the Packers at home, which is suddenly a winnable game and was not a winnable game two weeks ago yeah. before Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Yep. You get the Lions at home after that, and that, and that Packers game. By the way, you get your bye before that. I mean. It's not inconceivable that they go two and one over their next two games, and then all of a sudden they're five and five, going into yeah. th- like coming into Thanksgiving now and right there in the, thing the wild The way they're dream winning escape. is not sustainable, dude. The way they won against Baltimore and the way they won this one is not sustainable. Counterpoint: After they play the Eagles on that on November twenty sixth, they get the Forty ers Bengals, Lions, and Browns. Same. That was a very funny train sound effect to come in yeah, as soon as was you were that? talking. It was like, Will finishes the point. Boom, boom, boom. And here's your weekly reminder that Jason Luckin for it records the Sunday podcast. Get off the train, Billy Brinson. While, uh, while he is on the train. You know what we need? You know, Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies. We need the clip sure. of the guy saying, inconceivable, to play whatever yeah. someone says inconceivable. Because if our producer, Eric Desjardins, were here, maybe we'd be able to do that, Eric. We hope he gets back from wherever the hell he is uh, pretty soon here. Is now, definitely the pronunciation? Um, It's what I'm going with because his name's impossible okay. to pronounce. His first name's Eric. It's Day something with an S at the end. So I'm right. going with Desjardins. Desjardins. Eric Desjardins. I like it. So let me take you guys like behind the, the curtain defensive. here. So Will is doing this from North Kakalaki and his beautiful, the Brinson compound there. JLC is on the train going back from New York to Baltimore. Pete Prisco and myself in studio in Fort Lauderdale. And as we've been sitting here, Pete has been tapping me several times trying to mouth something to me. I don't know what the hell he's talking about until I finally realized he's saying Jaguars, as in, I want to talk about the Jaguars. No, I want Jason to talk about that defense. Go ahead, again. Pete. Take it away. Go Pete. ahead, Jason. Tell oh, me how God, how the defense dude. isn't any good. 
I don't care. He won't give yada, them credit. Yada, yada. Jason, you, don't, you won't give them credit. You don't lose again. You don't think that defense is good. Forget about losing again. Is the defense good? It's good. It's not the best in the NFL. I didn't say it couldn't be good. Who's better? Who's a better? Who's a better defense right defense. now? Who's a better defense right now than Seattle? Really? They're Seattle. they got a better pass rush than Jacksonville does. I'm, you said better. You say pass rush, or did you say defense? Well, okay, I, because I'm going to go. Okay, they have a better pass rush than than Seattle. Yes or no? Yeah, they have a better. They have a better pass rush than Seattle. Okay, Seattle has the better line. Seattle, Seattle better. They don't have a better. Run wait, 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 wait. Yeah. They have better corners than Seattle. They don't have a better. A safety. better, a better collective group of corners. Correct. I'm passing secondary. Right. Okay. Well, the you corners are looking live at Pete and Jason going one by one through the Jaguar <laughs> roster. Yeah, it's, well, it's you go through the roster every team you talk about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so listen, Jaguars though very impressive. And they got ten out. double. They got ten sacks in two games. What did, that what did you call them on set? Saxonville. That's what they call that's them. So, Saxon, that's so Saxonville. Lame. Saxonville's the lamest thing I've ever. Heard. I don't like it either. I think it's stupid. Like, but that's Pete, that's erroneous and inconceivable. They're the third <laughs> team in NFL history with two. Ten sack games in a single season, joining the 1984 Chicago Bears and the 1967 Oakland Raiders. Well, everyone remembers and then they'll that. They'll go back home Raiders and there'll be 30,000 empty seats there, and they'll lose to some hideous team from their own. Why do I mean, you whatever. hate that team so much? You, not, you can't give them any credit. I don't, I don't hate them. Yeah, you do. I'm just, I'm just a realist. I think Dude, he hates you. To anoint this team for five years. And nobody's That's anointing him anything. Nobody's anointing them oh, anything. You just anointed them Saxonville. I anointed them this. But right now, they're playing as the best defense in the league right now. Period. No, they're have not. you tweet? No, you should not. tweet out the Jaguars have the best defense in the NFL. Do it, Pete. I will do it right now. And then, right and, now. then and then we're going to look at his replies while we're on the air. But we'll. I think you it. should say debating it on the podcast. Here's my stance: Colin Jaguars have best. That's too long. Defense it's in not, the NFL, it's not and then you should long. add the iTunes link to it. See, Pete thinks that he's that you've got like 30 characters per tweet. You actually have 140, Pete, because all his tweets are like one sentence long, like three. I mean, I was, long. I was like 75% of Pete's tweets are just I would kick there, <laughs> like, like <laughs> bad coaching. And what all you, and all Pete? your tweets are here. I'm going to send out something. Please look at me, <laughs> Pete. Promote the podcast. I'm sending you the link to the iTunes thing. Say, debating this on the on the podcast right now, I say Jaguars have best defense in the NFL. Subscribe to hear it later. Man, Will, I got to tell you, man, all this talk about the Jaguars defense, I don't know why, but it's kind of making me hungry. Yeah, you know what comes uh, – so Blue Apron has been around as long as the Jaguars hype has been around, right? Five years. Wow. Can you believe it? Blue Apron. Blue Apron. It. Yeah. The Jagu- We've been trying to put the Jaguars in the playoffs for half a decade. Blue Apron's been around. Blue Apron's longer, lasted longer, more sustainable than the Jaguars hype. Um, and they're celebrating by bringing back their its top 20 recipes throughout the past five years as picked by Blue the Blue Apron community. I got to tell you, as somebody who personally eats a lot of Blue Apron, not only did it transform the way that my wife cooks, she's now an excellent cook. Um, she can go sort of off. She was bad before. She was. She was terrible before. Awful. She could barely make this spaghetti. Change your cooking prowess. I like it. Yeah, no, wow. no, no, she's a great cook now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a reno- not renowned, but I mean, yeah, people. Well, and, 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 and in North Kakalaki, she might be yeah, renowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In our neighborhood, people kind of like her cooking. Um, and uh, so Blue Apron, she uses that. You learn all these recipes, but one of my favorites is the salmon Caesar salad. I hope it's on this list. She's kind of taken it and, and she'll use it in like she puts gray on in it. I bet for you guys. <laughs> Blue Apron is all about giving – and see, this is the good thing. Like, you got, you can take people with no taste, like Pete, and give them Blue Apron, and all of a sudden they become classy, Gourmands. cultured, little – yeah, they yeah, become exactly. culinary artistes. Yeah. 
You give people fresh recipes to explore as they learn to cook new dish after new dish, which is why and many people don't realize this. They don't repeat recipes within one calendar year. Unbelievable. And you, my friends, my listeners, our listeners, our friends can try out these all time favorites by going to blueapron.com backslash pick six. That's blueapron.com backslash pick six. And when you go there, we're going to get you $30 off your first meal with free shipping. Blueapron.com. Slash pick six blue apron, a better way to cook. No, oh, and it is delicious blue apron. I love the orange chicken. I hope that that makes the list. Blue apron is fantastic. Mm. And again, $30 off blueapron.com. Their burgers, they're like every single one of their burgers is just incredible. Succulent, juicy, Succulent. delicious. And they, they have these like brioche style buns, sort of that like when you toast That's them. That's right up your alley. Fish. It's so right up your alley. The Brinson alley right there. What brioche is delicious. It's brioche buns with some gray poop on. We eat that all the time on in our brunches in the morning before we play croquet. <laughs> Half of that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Half of it. it. Half of it's true. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, guys, a big win, 29-14 over the Cincinnati Bengals, AFC North rival. This one looked like it was going to be a game for a little bit, but Pittsburgh pulls away late, a good second-half performance. This defense came to play for the, what, the second week in a row here after thrashing the Chiefs last week at Arrowhead. Pittsburgh 5-2, and two, looming in my personal opinion. We always say no team is really that good. Is any team great? I think the Steelers are the best team in the NFL. I don't disagree. They could still play down to anybody, though. I mean, they, they, they are. It's like a wet blanket. Everything we throw out there, he throws a wet blanket. He's just like a wet blanket. Jason Lockafor is like. Did you watch this league today? You just crapped on Brioche Bonds. What are you talking about? Pay money wet blanket. If, if, you were, if you had no rooting interest and you're just a football fan, how many of these quarterbacks would you pay money to see live? If, if the level of offensive play today was atrocious. I mean, it was atrocious. It was hot garbage. The 1 o'clock window? Come on, man. I enjoyed teams the game. shut out. Teams just kicking field goals. Games with no touchdowns in them. Former MVPs looking brutal. I mean, I, I'm just saying. The, the whole scope landscape of the league is, you want me to sit here? I can't put the pom-poms on, man. I mean, Pittsburgh looked good, but Cincinnati didn't play in the second half. I mean, it's, it's, there's caveats to everything. Well, I mean, two teams are playing. It's not the Bengals didn't show up. The Steelers were better. I, I do think, I do think it's, I do think it's worth noting too, though, that in a year when there aren't a lot of good teams, that this, this is a good opportunity for the Steelers because they're five and two, wins over the Chiefs. They have that horrible loss to the Jaguars, the embarrassing OT they're loss to the, the Bears. Bears. Right. No, look, don't get me wrong. Those are bad losses. I expect them to lay an egg at some point in the next two games. But nobody's rising above to the point where the Steelers can't get hot, beat the Patriots on December 17th, and secure that number one seed in, in the AFC. And if they do that, it won't matter. Then they just have to get yeah. hot in the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. They're winning that division. They're going to win that division. Yeah, yeah they're, they're winning, winning the division. division. That division's dead. That division's dead. It's done. It's theirs. It's over. Right. So if you're the... So what are we, what are we worried about the Steelers? The Bengals had 16 yards in the second half. Which is a real This is a good physical defense, man. They're getting better. The defense is getting give better. Us your ta- give us your take on the Steelers here. I said I think they're the best team in football. Where do you stand? They're in the conversation, but I, I st- you guys are going to laugh when I say this. You still like the Patriots, right? Well, I still like the Patriots, but not just the Patriots. I think the team that's starting to get right is out west in Seattle. And I know they beat up the Giants. This is a team that knows how to win 
in November yep. and December. They will find a way to yep. get, get scheme up around that offensive line. We know the defense, even with Cliff Averill, we know the defense is going to be a factor. They're nasty. They tackle. The one thing you notice when they play today, they tackle people. They hit people. Bobby Wagner and those linebackers yeah. fly to the football. Uh, look, Seattle will be in the me- It's going to be the same teams. We got to play out this yeah. crap to get to the same team. It's going to be New England. It's going to be aside from Green Bay because they don't have Rodgers. It's going to be Pittsburgh. It's going to be Seattle. Atlanta. Atlanta will find a way. I mean, so it's going to be the same teams. Oh, slow your roll. Slow your roll. But Jason, you, I, would, I, you I, agree I, with I'm him on Seattle? The Seattle thing though a little of bit. He does. I mean, guys. they beat yeah. they beat up on the crappy Giants twenty four to seven. They throttled the Colts who were playing with them up until halftime at home. And they could have lost to the Rams if Cooper Cup catches that ball. If they're two and two they in their last four games, in every game they start clicking. You're, you're, that's who they are, though. They, they but that's start, the NFL they, they this year. They win the second half. That's the NFL this year. You can do that with every team in the league, every single one. You take Seattle on a neutral field over Pittsburgh. No, no, I would no take you wouldn't. So, I would take so, so there you go. So Pittsburgh. What are you better. doing here, Pete? What? Would you take Seattle over on a neutral field over the Rams? Yes. In crunch well, time, I mean, they beat them in LA. So uh, in crunch yeah, time, yeah, in crunch time, absolutely, I would take them. Speaking of my Rams, my Rams guys. You know, do you guys remember now, Jason? See, this is what's really funny, Jason, because I am a man who pays my bets, right? So I have admitted that I yep. lost the bet, right? How about the bet that you and I made in the preseason, the Jared Goff Rams bet, where I said Jared Goff would have a certain yard amount, certain touchdowns, and that the Rams would go over five and a half wins, and you laughed at me, and you proposed some heck and I'd bet, which I don't remember, unfortunately. We may have to go back yeah, in the archives the, here. But yeah, I, what was the thing? What uh, was the bet? I don't to be remember. honest, I don't remember. But bottom line is, I nailed it on the Rams. Five and two, one win away here in week seven from hitting the season over-under win total. Jared Goff's been good. Gurley's been terrific. Sammy Watkins got involved today, and this defense, Will Brinson, pitching a shutout against your Super Bowl team, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, look, if you pick a team to go to the Super Bowl and win it all, they lose their starting quarterback. It was a bad pick if they're healthy. Win. Bad pick even if they're healthy. They stunk with the starting quarterback. They lost David Johnson. I mean, he's an MVP candidate. Injuries happen in the NFL. They yeah. lost Marcus Golden, too. Well, it doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. He's like, well, who could have seen that coming? Uh, an injury in the NFL. Who could have seen Aaron Rodgers getting hurt? I mean, of course, I still think the Packers. But it's like, Get out of here. Dude, Green Bay was not great even before he got hurt. You, you, you no, but they, they have the great equalizer, though. They have Rodgers. That's what they have. That's what makes them good. Who was your Super Bowl pick, Jason? I don't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I'm just I don't know. Jason, who was your Super Bowl pick? I'm going through a tunnel. I'm going through a tunnel. Who was your Super Bowl pick? My Super Bowl pick was Seattle and New England. Okay. Shocking he picked Seattle. There's a real upset. Um, How about about, 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 look out for? Go ahead. Look out for Bobby Brinson's other Super Bowl pick. Yes. Yeah. I said that today when we won. I said that today. They stink. They don't stink. Chargers? Yeah. Nick said somebody stink. Do you mean the Chargers? I don't think they stink. I just don't. They don't stink. They don't stink. Would, Bosa and Ingram don't stink. No. Bosa is an animal. They were both getting off But Bosa was amazing out, today. I said that all along. Did I not say that, that, that they have passer I've and pass I've got the audio clip of Pete going, Will, Will Brinson is going to make Will Brinson look good. I'm saving it. Playing it for my children one day so they can hear it. Look, I, um, but Denver's the, in trouble. Denver's in trouble. The Rams are, the Rams yeah. are in good shape. The Rams are probably going to the playoffs. We're just moving back to where we were talking about. Do you think, do you think that they've got the horses to get there? Because I still, and this is me as someone who pounded the Rams over, I still think at some point, like, 
if they're going to turn into a pumpkin with midnight strikes. Like, I, I think they're good enough to win eight games, maybe nine. But, like, do we really think that this is, like, a 10 or 11 win team potentially? Yeah, well, let's look at let's look at the schedule coming up. And we do this every week, I know. But, I mean, look, they just hung. They beat the Jaguars 27-17 the Yeah, road. but they got two special teams touchdowns. I mean, but, I mean, that happens in the NFL. Or two, they beat the Cowboys 35-30 on the road. In Dallas, you yeah. You know, they, they – they, I mean, they almost they almost beat the Seahawks should've, at home. Like, should have beat. They Seattle. could be in the middle of a five game winning streak right now. They won four of their last five, and it's, they beat you know the Cowboys. They got to next week. Loves the friggin' Jaguars. Seahawks they got two special there. teams touchdowns. The I can't count on that. Can't count on what? Two special teams. Not touchdowns. every week, but I mean, it happened, and they won the game. Right. You take it away it's from the Stuff happens. Um, <laughs> the, well, the, he he can't use that argument against you, Will, and then it doesn't make it make a difference for himself. That's BS. That's called Priscoisms. Um, look, you look at the Giants. They get they get the they get a, they get a buy. Then they get the Giants, crush the Texans, Giants. Vikings. Wait, Saints, we gotta say where they're at Cardinals. though. You gotta say where they're at. At, they're at the Giants, okay. At Giants, Texans at home. Tech, at Vikings, tough. Saints at home, tough. At Cardinals, they'll tough be game. they'll be Drew Stanton and the Cardinals. Yeah, but they're five and two. Like they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna so rip off this that, five. If they go, streak. if they go three and two, and that, that that's the eight, then what do they close out with? Then they close out with Eagles at home, at Seahawks, at Titans, 49ers oh, at home. That's tough. They better, they better, they better, they better middle of the season better be good. Yeah, because they're because they're going to be in a spot of trouble otherwise. Or I mean, or they're just better than some of these teams. Yeah, uh, will so will as the person who picked the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl, I will give you the opportunity to throw the first piece of dirt on the grave. Are you burying the Carson Palmerless Cardinals here as Palmer breaks his left arm, expected to miss around two months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dead. They're dead. dead. That, uh-huh. it's, now it's just a question of whether they bring back Carson Palmer and bring back David Johnson at all. Um, Adrian Peterson, I, of course, pointed out how great he would be moving forward. He was not great. Uh, Cardinals are dead. Yeah. By the way, Eric Desjardins has walked into the room here. Only nice of him to show up. Oh, what, 40 minutes late? Eric, was your trip good, buddy? Hope you had yeah, a great time. Hope, hope, hope you had a great time. Hope you had a great time. I gets a couple compliments. He just strolls in halfway through the show. How about this? I sent halfway. Eric, I sent him a super nice email the other night. You're doing a great job. Podcast is getting better. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be able to make it on Sunday night. I don't know which one. Is that you? Go ahead, talk. Is that you? Can you hear me? Yes, we got you. So where were you, Eric? I was back home so, in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. And your flight was supposed to land at Amish, 7 o'clock. Amish town? Or like some, uh, what, what, what kind of Pennsylvania situation? I thought you were from Montreal. Desjardins. <laughs> That's like a French Canadian. Uh, suburb, Quad, suburban no? Philadelphia. Where is suburban Philadelphia? Downingtown. Yeah. So, so your flight was supposed to land at seven. What time did your flight land? Eight oh five. Ah, it's a likely story. And now Desjardins strolls in here forty minutes late. We don't have sound effects for the show. The show's a disaster because Eric's not here. See, this is the problem. Now we've come to depend on you, and now you're not here. And I don't know, Jason. They think there should be some sort of punishment for Eric. Are you for making not it? You're up. making him feel bad because his plane was late. Shut up. I, I think the nickname I, I, has I blew to come this back. podcast off for a Guns N' Roses concert a week ago, so I'm probably not the guy to be laying down the law right now. All right, Eric. Here's that's, the thing. We'll sell my dog for a Guns N' Roses concert. We love, we love um, you, buddy. Eric's doing a great job. We're just Chargers Broncos. Let's see now, Mute your microphone. I'm with, I mean, look, obviously I'm with you guys because I, I had the Chargers before the season. Mute the Chargers. Yours. The Chargers you are wearing the lightning bolt. Remember what? Beware the lightning bolt. I'm telling you. They're good. They're and, yeah, Carson, and they're starting California. to get hot. They could, they could be a Super one Super Chargers, Carson, California. Super Chargers. We should try. Maybe we could can we make some money off of that. I think we might like be able we to. did like a re-recording of it. Yeah. Hey, Jardin, what's the extent of your recording uh, ability there? Your recording prowess the there. Four of us, the four of us write new lyrics for that, and we sing it. And then we try to like, capitalize off it somehow. What do you think, Eric? I'm not you singing it. Might have to try to get rights off that. That might be tough. 
Are you down, Prisco? Privileges. Yeah, if I had to say Well, you know, Prisco can sing falsetto because Will Brinson, who's on the bye? Andy Reid. No, no. Everybody's on the bye. Oh, yeah. Everybody's on the bye. (laughs) You know what? There's a lot of things you can give me crap for. Do not ever give me crap about my voice. (laughs) <laughs> all, all I know is they, they put me in the big chair and they put you yeah, in the small no, chair. You so got go a, on. You got an atrocious we'll, we'll, voice. We'll go ahead on the Chargers, but <laughs> No, I mean, look, I think that, and I said, it, I said it last week, in a crap league where everything is kind of simmering around in the middle, that's a good That's good for the Chargers, too. Just like it's good for the Steelers to be able to make a run of that one seed, everybody sort of settling around the middle gives the Chargers new life because they were dead in the water when they when they came out to a slow start. But now they play, they play these close games. They're starting to win a little bit. Um, it's blanked the Broncos. And I realize the Broncos maybe aren't great, but you blank a division opponent, uh, you know, at home in a, in, a, in a game where you're not supposed to have a home field advantage. That's a big step. And I, I, I mean, I agree. They're starting to get warm. Three straight wins at the Giants, at the Raiders, now versus the Broncos. Two big tests coming up in different ways. They go to New England next week for a Sunday 1 o'clock start. I'm going to go ahead and tell you people right now, take the Patriots in the first half and take the Chargers in the second Dude, half. Dude, Brady's going to be un- running for his life from Bosa and Ingram in that game. Potentially, yeah. yes. Um, then they get the Jaguars. So they're back to back. Oh, actually, they get a buy in between those. Chargers so that's are viable. Oh, and four viable playoff team. I mean, that seriously, they really are. I'm Brady. Oh, oh, no, that's San Diego. I thought you were saying Brady against San Diego and Jacksonville. I was like, he better take out another life insurance policy. <laughs> no, you're the, saying the, the, Char- the, the Chargers the have the, New England and then Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, the key for the Chargers here this next four weeks at New England, by at Jacksonville, home against Buffalo, and then a short week because you play the, the the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They need to go two and two in that stretch, and if they can go two and two, they come down the they come down the the home stretch with Browns at home, Redskins at home, at Chiefs, at Jets, Raiders at home. They can win four of those games easily, four of those five. Right, it's kind of crazy. You go two and two here, and then all of a sudden you get four wins, and you're six, and then you're at nine, and and now Anthony Lynn's coach of the year. That's it's it's crazy. This team was dead a couple weeks ago. Now three and four, three consecutive wins. We can't go through a Sunday podcast without mentioning the worst team in football, Jason, the Cleveland Browns, who made yet another quarterback. They switch covered today. though. Tr- trust me, they Hugh did, Jackson. But, uh, put I was it, so pissed too that that goal line stand. What do you owe me for that? Time. What do you owe me for that? What do I owe you for that? Yeah, we bet. We you, bet? Yeah, I think so. I took the Browns. Remember, you berated me. Yeah, but what, okay, but nobody ever remembers. Yeah, you guys didn't. You didn't, make, you didn't make a bet on it. But you, there's Jay, no bet on it. No, but for me, like, you let oh, okay, out. okay, listen. So, so like, <laughs> on a busy day. Now, listen. The, hey, Jason, you didn't know, but we had a wager on the Browns game. You dog died. And you have, yes, now you have to kill whoa, your dog whoa, whoa. because the no. Browns covered the spread. Um, but what what the hell is Hugh Jackson doing at the quarterback position? This is Jason? ridiculous. He's trying to get fired now. I'm convinced. He wants the Bengals job. Yeah, no, he I mean, does. I, I don't know how they explain it. He's going to Cincinnati. But like, here's how what's... is Deshaun Kaiser? How does he lose his job in consecutive weeks to Kevin Hogan and Cody Kessler, who have combined for zero NFL wins? Cody Kessler was in the game day in was for six straight weeks first quarter room in a college is a it's going through a tunnel. All right, Jason. Hey, what's Yeah. A couple of things about that Browns game that bothered me. One, did you see in the first quarter when Hugh? There's a 15-yard offensive face mask penalty on the hands of the face penalty on Taylor Lewan, right, on third and one. I believe we lost Jason. Maybe he'll be back. We'll see. They 50-50. Called, they call the penalty on third and one. 
Hugh Jackson declines, declines the penalty, sets up fourth and one for the Titans. The Titans line up to go for it, and then the Browns go offside. You can't make it up. Like, that's just a sloppy, terrible coaching job. And I think – I don't know if he's trying to get fired. I do know that there are some sort of power play games going on there in Cleveland because you can see it. it's like – Hugh Jackson texted with Deshaun Watson because he loved Deshaun. He's like, I, I never did that. And now Hugh's like, he distanced himself from Cody Kessler, distanced himself from Deshaun Kaiser. He's like, like bro, like he's going to go to Cincinnati, and Marvin's going to go upstairs. Wait, that's wait, no, the rumor. No, no, no. But can I say, in all seriousness, like, you could say what you want about Hugh Jackson, good coach, whatever. Um, the fact that, like, like the things that he's saying during the week, like, oh, the week off's really going to help Deshaun Kaiser, and he really matured, and then he pulls him after a little bit of like. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, what he's saying, like, the actions and the words don't match up. Like, there is something going on behind the scenes. And, look, maybe Jason's right. Maybe he does want to get fired. But it just makes no sense what's going on. Like, like you pull him for Kevin Hogan. Now Hogan's inactive. Now Kessler's the second quarterback. And you pull him for Kessler. Like, what the hell is what, is Bernie Kosar going to be next? Is Bernie Kosar going to replace Deshaun Kaiser at, at halftime of the next Browns game? What the hell's going on? Is Tim Couch available? Kelly Holcomb coming off the scrap heap? What's happening here? Derek Anderson. I mean, Derek Anderson would be a major upgrade over what they've got. Yeah, but right Kaiser now. wasn't awful in the first half today. That was the weird thing. Then he came out, but we were on the set. By the time we came out, he threw two interceptions. He was benched. I mean, yeah, it's just. I don't know. It's it's bad. they don't have any. Well, and they lost Joe Thomas probably with the torn triceps probably for the for the God, season. That sucks, man. Maybe, yeah, he missed maybe his first forever. snap of his career, and it's just like season he might ended. get traded or something. You know, you never know. I, I mean, at this point, I know that he's resisted that, but I mean, Joe, go play for a winner, right. please. Yeah, like you're a Hall yeah. of Famer. Can you play for a winner, please, buddy? Please. Yeah, it's. But I mean, like, they, so if when you lose Joe Thomas, now all of a sudden you don't have a way to protect this kid. You don't have a way to like set up any weapons around him. You know, Kenny Britton and Corey Coleman are out doing whatever on Friday and break curfew. How bad is There's that, a, vi- man? a video surfaces of Deshaun Kaiser at a bar at 1 a.m. on Friday, and you know, he was at work on time on Saturday. Like, I'm not gonna, be, I'm not gonna be one to. To rip on somebody for staying out too late the night before a work function. Well, the whole NFL but, goes. The whole NFL goes out on Friday night. That was Brinson basically admitting that that he likes to go out and, and maybe. No, but, yeah, I, mean, I went huge. I went, look, I went huge on Friday night. Yeah, but the whole NFL business. goes out on Friday. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about my personal stuff on here. But but, but um, for Brinson, the whole NFL goes out on Friday night. I, I can tell you that because I, I used to see when I covered the Jaguars, they went out. I talked to players all the time. They go out on Friday night. That's what they do. Then they go to yeah, walk through on Saturday. They go recuperate on on, uh, on Saturday night. That's what they do. I don't have a problem with it, and, and if the Browns were five and two, nobody would have a problem with it in Cleveland. They'd be like, "Oh, Kaiser's rolling around like a boss." The Kaiser's getting drunk, but he's winning games on Sunday, like they wanted to do yeah, with Manziel. I, I think you go back to optics, and the optics are not great if you're the quarterback who's struggling to pick up the offense and struggling to execute right. I think you would be better off maybe, I don't know, like staying at home and making margaritas and tacos or something like that. Okay, but what if, let's let's play the exact same scenario out. And Carson Wentz is out on a Friday night having drinks at 1 o'clock in the no, morning. No, people are buying him cheesesteaks. That's what I mean. It's just, because one's a rookie quarterback who's struggling. The other one's guy in second year is playing much better. If Dak Prescott was out on a Friday night, same. Now, don't get me wrong. These guys should be putting every bit of work they can possibly put in. If Friday night, if, you're, if your work isn't done, then you should be home. But if your work's done, there's only so, you know, sometimes it's paralysis by analysis. You got, you got to get away from it. All right. Sometimes. We're, we're at over 40 minutes let's already. Go. We still have a couple more teams to hit. So let's blaze through this here. Um, on the other side of that game, Pete, 
this would have been a terrible loss for Mike Malarkey and the Titans, but they do come out victorious, twelve nine and OT. But they're not playing good football. No. They are not playing good football. They, you know, barely they, skated by Jacoby Brissett and the Colts on Monday. Right, night. and that that same team got dominated by Jacksonville today. So uh, there's a concern in Tennessee. I thought they'd be much better on both sides of the ball. They've had problems on defense. Now today they didn't, but they've had problems on defense. Mariota didn't play well today. Uh, I, I, early in the first half, they didn't run the ball that well. Uh, that's an issue, and Derrick Henry didn't run the ball at all, in fact, in the entire game. So, to me, they got to get back to being who they are, and who they are is a team that wants to pound the football. I mean, you look at their schedule, the division stinks, okay? The division's bad, except except now you're looking at rejuvenated Jacksonville team because they're good on defense. You're looking at a, you're looking at a, um, a Texans team that's rejuvenated because they're good on offense. And, and, and where, where's Colts, Tennessee? Colts where's, where's Tennessee good at? Where are they good at? If you said that Mariota's t- good, is he? I think Mariota's pretty good. You don't? He's and, got a busted hamstring, Pete. Come on, he's the best quarterback in the division. And, and he's, got, he's got a caveman as his head coach who's running an offense from the from the Jurassic right, but era. But we we keep saying how good he is, and when you look at it, it should be much better. He was good against the Colts, but Blake Bortles was good against the Colts. The Colts are terrible. They're like the Patriots. Well, I'll say this, and let's see. Tonic let, for everybody. Let's see offense. what happens when the Titans are on the bye next week. They come out in Week Nine. Corey Davis is going to be healthy. Mariota's got two weeks to rest. I think this is. And who's be... their game? Who's their game when they come out of the bye? I need to check. I mean, that that to me is the probably they, have... they come out of the bye with a home date against the Baltimore Ravens. With a home game against the Baltimore Ravens. Win. Sorry, that's uh, a win. My bad. I was. Uh, I was. Were you, were you looking for me to get the schedule? I was searching. I was. Seat I was Geek. looking for you to do SeatGeek. Correct. Well, I was actually. I was literally on SeatGeek, and I can hold up. I, I can was, see it. I was you actually are on SeatGeek. Yeah. On SeatGeek. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I may or may not, guys, be headed to a little place called South Bend, Indiana, for wow. my first trip to Notre Dame. The uh, NC State Wolfpack, number fourteen in the country. Yeah, playing, good for you, buddy. Because that's a good playing spot for Notre you. Dame. Yeah. We got a we got a party bus landing in Chicago, taking us to South Bend to check out the game. Little matchup of top twenty teams. It's not going to be game day. If NC State wins, it might be game day in Raleigh the next week. But so I'm on here on SeatGeek and I'm looking up the best tickets I can buy. The coolest thing about SeatGeek is that you can like you bring up the event right, and you can scroll through and you can zoom in, zoom out on this app, and you can find it's color coded deals. So like the little red deals are bad prices for the tickets, like. $416 lower level ticket. I mean, Brinson money buys a lot of stuff. We're not buying that. But then you can get in the corner of the end zone for a hundred bucks lower level. SeatGeek can tell you that. And that's the best way to use SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but SeatGeek is the easier, simpler way to buy. Smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events with the mobile experience. You can buy and sell in just two taps. And, uh, SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals to get you the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And you are going to get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and use promo code PASSER. That's P-A-S-S-E-R. Use promo code PASSER. And the kind folks at SeatGeek will give you 20 bucks off your first purchase. Brinson, you're going to the Notre Dame game on a Saturday or a Friday. You're leaving on a Friday. What about Sunday? How are you getting back? Flying back really early. Oh, okay. That'll That's going to be a good that'll, time. That'll be a fun punk, podcast that Sunday night. Uh, let, let's close off. Here. <laughs> we can all get the hell out of here to go watch the Sunday night game. Uh, Falcons and Patriots. Um, Buffalo Bills, 4-2. and two. Pretty good. I don't think anyone expected that. A 30-27 win over the Buccaneers. Kudos to Sean McDermott. I want to give him a lot of credit because I didn't yeah. see this team being this good right now. I mean, and I still don't know how good they are. 
but you got to give them credit. They win in games. They're four and two. And right now, you know, they're in the thick of the playoff race. And and who saw this coming? Defensively, they're you know they gave up some chunks today. You know, Jameis Winston threw for three eighty with a bum shoulder. That's concerning. But they made plays when they had to, and LaShawn McCoy has still proven that he can be one of the top runners in the league. I, I've yeah, been super look, impressed with what I've seen from the Buffalo Bills. Well. No, I mean, look, Sean, look, Sean McDermott, the three guys, if I were picking coach of the year right now, the three guys I'd be looking at to, to vote for it, and we're going to do these, we'll do some, we'll do a midseason awards show too, yep. guys, because we're going to do, we're going to do our midseason awards. Um, I'm sending them out to everybody after week seven. I'll include you next so you can, so you can get the votes in too. Um, but, uh, I think it's Sean McDermott, Sean McVay, and Todd Bowles. I totally agree. And McDermott just has this this Bills team that had an over-under total of six and a half wins, traded Sammy Watkins, traded Ronald Darby, got accused of tanking. They're four and two, and they're in a, you know, we're recording this during the Patriots game, but they're in a three-way tie with the somehow the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Patriots in first place in the uh, NFC, in the AFC East, excuse me. And I, and I think you just see a, a defense that fits McDermott, and it was interesting. McDermott after the game actually said, "He goes, he goes. That was a cool win, right? He's like sort of businesslike, blue collar, a lot like this city." And you oh, can tell he, he practiced that he, one in the mirror before in advance. Yeah, I love that. But I mean, like he is, a, he is like a. Remember, he was like a, he was supposed to be the 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 next guy in Philly coming up under Andy Reid, but he had to replace Jimmy Johnson. So he, you know, he did, people people didn't like him because he couldn't replicate the success of the late the late defensive great guy, and 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 I think that. He's really reestablished himself in Carolina, and now he's established himself as, at least through six games, a really good head coach. Yeah, excellent work by the Buffalo Bills. We've touched on the Buccaneers, the team that they beat there in a major survival game coming up on Sunday as they host the Carolina Panthers. And let's wrap here with thoughts on one other team, and let's make it the Miami Dolphins here. We talked Jets. We credit them. They're not going anywhere, but great job by them. The fact that they're even 3-4 and four, I think is a minor miracle. Josh McCown played pretty well today. Somehow, some way. By some miracle in some bizarro universe, which is this one, the Miami Dolphins are four and two. The Miami Dolphins are four and two. This might be the worst four and two team in the history of the NFL. Jay Cutler gets knocked out. Matt Moore leads a stirring seventeen point comeback. And credit to the head coach. Look, the bottom line is this is not that talented a football team right now. They have offensive line issues. Their quarterback's now out of the thing right now. Jay Cutler got hurt. The bottom line is they're not that talented, and he's kept them together. Are they a good team? No. Are they fighting and scrapping every week? Yes. Do they have a quarterback controversy? I would say no. People will say yes. But I still think if he's healthy, I think they go back to Jay Cutler. Yeah, I think the Dolphins, you give them a lot of credit. Give Adam Gase a lot of credit. Miami now at 4-2. and two. Um, We're about 50 minutes here. The Sunday Night Football game's on. I think it's time for us to go. We agree? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, but I want to I ask you guys a quick trivia question. Sure. Love love trivia. So I want you to look. I will not look. I want you to guess. I promise I will not look. What two teams going into Sunday Night Football in Week 7 had the highest point differential in the NFL? Jacksonville is one of them. Ding, ding. And the Rams. Ding, ding, ding. Very nice. Very 74 good. for nice. the Rams, number one. 73 for the I Jaguars. I like the little Brinson trivia questions. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, as well. And I, well, I was looking it up because I noticed that there are about four or five teams in the NFL that are either 500 or a game above 500 that, that have a point differential of 10 points or less, including multiple teams that have a negative point differential and still have a winning record. Yeah. It's a very weird season. The weird, league, the, weird, the league weird, is insane. weird. And listen, to all the fans of the Chiefs and specifically the Oakland Raiders who had that big win on that great game on Thursday night, we will discuss your team coming up 
um, on the midweek edition of the podcast, Hot Taker Just Right. So Raiders fans, Raider Nation, we're not ignoring you. We just had to get through all the Sunday games. Obviously a terrific win. The Raiders keep their season alive, 31-30 in walk-off fashion. Car to Crabtree, and we will talk Chiefs as well coming up in a couple days. For Pete Prisco, Will Brinson, and Jason Lockin for I'm Nick Costos. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you on Wednesday. Hot Take or Just Right.